on page Kuf Samach Aluf. Kuf Samach on the bottom in the probably the newer edition. Obviously, there's only around two lines of a change in there. Mekatlusay Murgal Ha'odem Mekabola. Tonight's very, very Lamaisa. We've been learning about the Koyach of Nesina, the Koyach of Kabbalah. The Olam Toka of life, the sweetening that comes with Achbis after the separation, the Hachna, all the Avoid that we've been learning about for these past couple of years, year and a half, two years. <coughs> the Hamtoka depends on reaching into ourselves and finding that koyach that we have, even if it's a tiny little drop of pach shaman munach b'chais m'shakol and gadol, a little, little bit of oil that's left in us to begin giving and giving almanas lasais, the whole binyan of a person. The whole ability of a person to see the good in others, to see the good in oneself, to see the good in the Bari Eilam and the Creator depends on this. Those who have been learning throughout the Sefer understand the Seder of where we are right now. Of course, we have the practical challenge facing the reality of our lives, that from the very beginning, from the time he came into the world, we're macabre. We're everything in our lives is Kabbalah, Kabbalah. I don't mean the Arizal and the Ramak. What's it? Taking. Ain't Echad Mi Itonu, so the bottom of Kuf Samach or the older edition, the top of Kuf Samach Aleph, where it says, Mikatnusa Murgal Hod Mikabola. Every single one of us has a neshama. Everyone. And because of that, each and every one of us is deeply in love with the entire Jewish people. Now when saying that sentence, reading it and then saying it and making it a little bit of a ham, and giving a little bit of a hamtake, each person here could probably think, I hope not, but could think of a few people, two or three people, Khalila, even more, of people that you're not, Jews, that you're not particularly fond of. To say that you love all of Klai Yisrael. You understand that Sadiqim have such a musig, a feeling of love for every Jew. But the neshama does love every Jew. It's not a nice, it's not a nice thing to say for kumzitz. The neshama loves every single Jew. But if you don't ever come into contact with your neshama, and your life is spent in that place of nefesh, in the superficial consciousness of who you are, in the world of Pirud, of Kabbalah, of division, and of taking, 
So then you're evaluating each person for his mindlessness kasvaimus. This person, you know why I like this person so much? I like this person so much because of what that person does for me. It's all Kabbalah. It's all for me. I don't like that person so much because either the person has never given me anything or that person has even taken from me something. So I don't like that person. And our entire way of evaluating who we like and who we don't like is based upon, is based upon that miserable measuring rod of Kabbalah. Of taking the neshama, and that place, if we could access that place, if we could come to that place, which is the tachlis of this entire sefer, to be megala the koiches and nefesh that a Jew has, das atzmacha atzmacha elakai neshamish and asati b'tahirihi, in that place, a person is deeply in love with every Jew, without exceptions. Not whether this person gave you or didn't give you whether you ever met this person, whether you never met this person. Kulay taif. Everything, taif. Va'af is kol yitzuri emash. It's even a bigger chiddush. Not only, not only does a person love every Jew in the neshama, kol yitzuri emash. All of mankind. All of mankind. Of course, we're not talking about Amalek, whatever that means for us, but all of mankind. Now, we could certainly think of a lot of people. I mean, I, I don't know too many people that, that are not Jews. I don't have met too many in my life. People that we don't like. As far as people who don't like us, there's no shortage, that's for sure. <clears throat> but who we don't like. But mitzad the neshama, remember how we were created, how Adam was created. And in Adam Arishan, everybody was there. Anybody who could ever exist was in Adam Arishan. So the beginning was in that place of absolute oneness. Something went wrong. Just like the Chasnakal under the Chup of Zgavaldi. And you're looking at this couple two years later. This one lives in Los Angeles, this one lives in New York. And all they have to say about each other is, is Lashon Haru and Rechilas. They're not satisfied with just getting a divorce. They have to make sure that no one else will ever marry that person. That's how much hatred there is. The hatred is greater than the love. And everybody's in the spot. There's still checks that haven't been cashed. There's still wedding presents that haven't been opened. And the hatred is greater than the love. So it is. The life b'chlal. The beginning was by the chuppah, so to speak. Adam Arishan, the neshama, everything is one. Ahava. Something went wrong, which is often the case in marriage. When, when you have two people come to the marriage to begin with for the purpose of receiving, of taking, and then in life, it didn't work out, at least not in, to, according to the equation that they expected, to the amounts that they expected, and the person realizes, you know, I have to be a nice saint, I have to be a nice saint, I have to give, I have to give, I can't just take. So then the period begins, the separation begins. Of course, there are other reasons why marriages fall apart. Sometimes you just made a mistake, you married to a lunatic. Those things happen, but it's not so common. The Amish are going, it's not so common. 
So what's the problem? The problem is that this natural ahava, the natural love to every Jew, the natural love for all of mankind, as it even sounds silly when we say those words, it sounds like, you know, something from the 1960s, and the, and the, the, the love for all mankind, it sounds like a song from the, from the you know, from the 60s. And we've already become so cynical. And we're old and cynical, and we laugh at that stuff. And we say, ah, that's not crazy. I love all mankind. I'm trying to get along with my wife and kids. To love all mankind. In Pneumius, Mitzad Neshama, Mitzad Neshama, everything was in that place of the beginning was one. But there are Mesachim, there are Mesachim, that means that there are many coverings. There are many, many coverings on the Neshama. Ha'odam Godlu Kiyelet. person grows up, he's a little child, and he becomes accustomed from the beginning constantly to, to, to ask his father, father's a clinic, have the mother, tainly, tainly, give me this, give me that. It's understandable, since a child cannot, doesn't have anything of his own, what's he supposed to do? What's the, the, the child asks, I, I want to have a, a, a drink of orange juice. So, the, so what's the parent supposed to say? You have a credit card, go to the grocery and get one. Well, nowadays it's... Uh, <laughs> I have kids going on a tricycle to the ATM machine. <laughs> so a child doesn't have, he doesn't have anything of his own. What's he supposed to do? So the lays bearer, we understand, he has to ask. I feel him who writes a paslechem. He wants a piece of bread. All of Levaki says me hurry. He has to go to his parents. Kib b'shevet soynel and soylet tiul. If the child wants to go on a little trip, humavakis me hurry. If he says sorry, he needs the money for the trip. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing else the child could do. But the kach will god l'shana achreishan, year after year. That's how he grows. The Meshach Ke'esrim Shana used to be earlier. They were younger. They would get married and move on. Nowadays, Ke'esrim Shana 20. And even if they're married, even after they're married. More than ever, even the married children continue to go to their parents for help. That's just, without going into that, that's the Mitzvah that we're in right now. At least in our little, in our little world. To the rest of the world, we look like we're crazy. When they hear these stories, if you talk to, if you have some people that are, they, that are either they're, they're not from at all, they don't know about from life, or they're not, they're not Jewish, and you tell them that, you know, that you're, even that you're paying for your kid's wedding, they think, what? They pay for their own weddings in the world. You're paying for your kid's wedding, and then you tell them, yeah, also uh, for this and for this and for that, and a couple of years, and different things, and all these arrangements, and the apartment, and the house. They never heard of that. They never heard of that. We also didn't until a short time ago. But it's more than 20 years old now. Kabbalah, taken, taken. The child is growing up in a world where every single thing is, is Kabbalah, is taken, he's getting, he's receiving. Gamshu, who is Ma'at, even when he matures a little bit, he's a little bit older, 
umaschil laharviach to make kiss kol and let's say he begins to make a little bit of money. He doesn't want to use that money for his food or for his clothing. The kids that make some money, that money is hektish. That money is set aside for holy purposes. Only in some rare situations that I've heard of does the child have a concept when the law alone is a father that's not able to work or something's wrong, so their children are a child that's trying to earn money, even to help the family. But most situations nowadays, at least in our communities where we're, where we're living, if the child is making a couple of dollars, the parents, it's not for the parents, not for anybody else, it's just for the child. That is the beginning of the destruction of our lives, that we find in our lives. That's the beginning. Even though it's not a child's fault. Even though it's not the child's fault. But that's Tchilas HaHeres Shekayim Mechayenu. It's the beginning of the Churban. Kamuv and Shein Obviously there's no choice. Yelad Chayvelavakish. There's no choice. A child has to ask his parents. And not only that, but if the child is quiet and the child is afraid to ask his parents, then it means there would be some emotional problem. If a child is afraid to ask a father or a mother, something's wrong. But the bottom line is, from the beginning of life, from the beginning of life we've become mevakshin. Mevakshin, mekablin, mevakshin, not mevakshin, mekablin. Everybody's on, everybody's on the take. Everybody's on welfare from the beginning. Children begin that way, and as we're learning, it's very, very hard to break out of that. And from the beginning of his or her life, the child sees all of reality and every and measures every person through those eyes of a mekablin. If that person that I've met can somehow contribute to my fund, there's nothing money, to my happy fund. There's a happy fund. Forget about money. This person is somebody that cheers me up, makes me happy, so I have a happy fund. Then there's somebody, let's say I need, for, I have an advice fund. I have a little Aitza fund. I'm collecting Aitzes. So that's a very bright, insightful person. So that person could be, can make a nice contribution to my, to my uh, Aitza fund. Whatever it is you're looking for. I can't say all a bunch of schnorrers. You know what I mean, schnorrers? Schnorrers. From the beginning, schnorrers. The ones who come knocking at the door on Sunday, those who come knocking at the door could be that they're much less schnorrers than we are. Could be. They're just schnorring for money. We spoke two years ago about those who are always schnorring for compliments. There's the compliment schnorrer. There's the, there's the person who's snoring for uh, a lift in his or her self-esteem. Confidence-building snore. You can make a and call it a disease, and maybe you can get something with the insurance worked out. <laughs> snore. Everybody you meet. If this person likes me, if this person approves of me, if this person smiles to me, then I can put it into my, I have a smile 
Oitzer, how to smile fun, because I'm not feeling so great. So if a person smiles to me, oh, then I can be macabre something from this person. And I like this person. I don't know why. The person didn't say good job to me. The person gave me a little bit of a sour face. That's already from the, that's not from my, that does not make, you didn't make a contribution. I wasn't macabre anything from you. The way you look, I don't think I'm ever going to get anything from you. So I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And then that could become sin. This happens between friends when there was the Havamina. I thought that you, I thought that you were my friend. You ever hear that, Nusuch? I thought you were my friend equals, I thought I was going to milk you for everything you have. That's what it means. I thought you were my friend. So the person says, I am your friend. You're not my friend. And the husband and wife, I thought that you loved me. I do love you. Meaning, I thought that you were only going to be a nice thing. I thought that you were always going to give me what I wanted and what I expected. And now you're asking me for something. I didn't, I didn't get married for that. I don't need a friend like that. It's the beginning of the Chorban. As the child becomes already a Bardas, he grows up, mature, intelligent, this way of looking at all of life that I just described, of course, in, a, in making a little fun, but this way of looking at all of life has become ingrained, has become completely ingrained in the person. This way of looking at everything, what can I get out of this situation? What can I get out of this person? Even though we don't say it that way, and you don't even think it doesn't sound like, but basically that's what it is. That becomes ingrained in a person. It's already very hard to get out of that. Any hair girl, any anything that a person gets used to, any habit, it's very hard to get out of. This is an addiction. A person's addicted to Kabbalah. To receiving, to taking, to getting. It's an addiction. It's the strongest addiction. And you see how people have to struggle to break out of any addiction? This is the strongest addiction. The gam, the gam in Yaitsebidah, And even if you break out of the of that life of Kabbalah, usually it's only you break out of it. Partially, you get out. To, you get out a little bit. Because this hergel, this habit, is deeply, deeply entrenched and ingrained in a person. So, in the very beginning of when we came to the world, even inside, the baby is getting tired like that. The baby is eating from the mother. The mother's eating, the baby eats, and the baby's sitting there and is hearing a shia, piped in, stereo, a shia, machaya, malach comes over there every day, how you doing, Ingele, Nadele, what's doing, everything okay, all right. It's machaya. From the beginning, it's kabbalah. Yeshem noshem shehechen shorak noisnim, hem harishonim betor. 
There are some people that if you give them the chance, if you just give them the opportunity, they're able to be, they're always the first ones online to get. First ones online to get. When I was in the yeshiva in, in high school, there was a guy, he was a very, very big guy, you'll understand why in a second. He was a very big guy. We had Thursday night Mishmer. He was supposed to be learning for a while, and we had supper in yeshiva. So every, every, every Mishmer, we had fried chicken and french fries. That was the supper. It was before there was health consciousness. So it was just fried chicken and french fries. And there was a guy that otherwise he hardly ever moved. He never played ball because he was so big. But the second that the Shia was over, we don't know how he did it. But he was, at the, he was always first on the French fry line, this guy. First. He had a koyach, lamalamanatava, to get to be the first one French fry. Because I never had to rush. I always took my time. Because my mother, at the beginning of the year, slipped the guy some money, and he always gave me the highest thing of French fries like that. But <clears throat> that was a European way of doing it, so I always took my time to get the line. And I always got the most French fries, and the big guy was always upset with me. Because you know, I always had like this. Because okay? my mother gave, there was a guy there, he, used to, there was, he wasn't even Jewish, he used to give the French fries in the first beginning of the, My mother used to go to everybody to give money at the beginning. The bus driver dropped me off at the house. Everybody else was on the corner. I got dropped off at the house. I got, she was the teachers too, she had all kinds of vignonim going on. <clears throat> I found that later on, one of the teachers told me. <clears throat> she used to give her different ways, gifts, like this, schnapps and money, little different things she had going on. <laughs> I always wondered how I passed. That was it. There's, there's a person, if, you have the, if he has the opportunity, he's the first one online. <clears throat> it's to him. It doesn't even, if there's something that's given, let's say they have a, an, an offer. The whole, the whole marketing thing, how it comes with stuff that's for free, or, or you know, all these gimmicks to get people, it's playing into the rots and lakabal. When someone tells you that you can get something for nothing, there are certain people that are the first ones there. The first ones that even though the seichel says, there's no such thing. Or the thing, they're trying to do something. I told this to you uh, last year once. That I, I, I used to, when I was a, when I was a kid, I, there was a time that I was collecting stamps. And they used to have in all the comic books these deals. For free. You get like 5,000 stamps. Unbelievable, for free. And, and, and uh, you had to make out a thing. Or a dime, I think it was a dime. And you had to fill out the paper and to send it. And, and my father always said to me, absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. And my father said, there's no such thing, and it's only to take. It's only to get from you something. It's not to give you something. There's no such thing like that. And I remember once that I didn't ask him when I was a little bit older, and there was this book club thing, and I sent, when I had there coming boxes, and I called them and stopped my father, said, you went ahead and you ordered this thing. It was also for free. You had to sign up, and there's no obligation. And I had still, my parents had still in the, in the thing there in the house, on the shelves, this, the history of the world, uh, you know, like this crazy million books that I got from them that I never sent back afterwards. And I tried calling them. And, and I don't know what my father did to stop it from coming. And he ended up paying for all these things. And it was all because I wanted to get something for nothing. And my father always told me there's nothing like that. And if there is, he said, it's not worth anything. It's not worth anything if you don't work for it. 
It's not worth it. But a person's a makabal. A person's a makabal. It's very hard to go out of that. So therefore, Lobotkin would see him alone. Even if you don't need it. There are people who collect stuff. They just collect. They collect. If something, if you can get something, they take it. They don't even, even if they don't know, they, they don't even know they need it. But if someone's giving it, I'll take it. La'olam tikach. I'll take it. I'll worry about it later. Lobotkin im Then it gets a little bit tricky. Then it's not so posh that it's even honest to take this or not. Whether it's even honest. And to take a look at what's going on, it's not something good. We can't say things that shouldn't be ketrugam on Jews with different programs and government programs. You start taking. You start taking from the government. You start getting involved in different programs. That Those programs were made for people who, are, who really need them. And you have people who don't really need them and are taking and are lying and are taking from other people's money. It was meant for people who need it. Whether you want, without even getting into the sugya of gezel akum, of stealing, of sheker, of dishonesty, where did that come from? Where did that mentality come from? It came from the world of b'shvili nevra ha'olam, Kabbalah. I'm a Kabbalah. It's kumsimi, it's coming to me. Why shouldn't I get it? All these different things people say. Why? They give it away. They say, why shouldn't it come to me? So then at some point in life, it already becomes crooked. It can become crooked. And then there are justifications and explanations and rationalizations. Why am I taking? In the beginning, the taking was just for mommy and daddy. Then the taking was from other people. Then you have, you could be at a job, and you're working at that job. You're supposed to come at a certain time. And they don't check anymore with you if you don't have to put into the clock. And you're supposed to do certain work at the job, and you don't always do the work you're supposed to do. Are you getting paid? You're getting paid. You see in, you see in Chazal, we're learning, we're learning in the Chabur of Bechaz HaMazim, how Chazal went out of their way to, take, to, to make the benching shorter. Right? How long does it take to say, how long does it take to, to say one bracha? It takes another ten seconds. Ten seconds. And Chazal were worried. You're a worker? You're, you're working for somebody? Not in the Cheshman of the boys. That's how sensitive Chazal were. You don't take something. You're being paid. You're being paid, you have to give for what you're getting. There are people who don't live that way at all. If it's something that's being given, the government's giving this program, the government's giving that program, this is being given, that's... Tika, take. So could be, look at yourself, and you're proud because you made a couple hundred shkolem on this thing. And you're feeling good. But, in Pneumius Avaloharas Bezes Nafsha, you're bringing ruin upon yourself. Now, Rosh Schwartz is going to explain. He's not saying that a person shouldn't go to work and make a living. He's not saying that you can't invest and make money. We're talking about the long-term effect that Kabbalah has upon the soul of a person. You could be somebody that's making a lot of money. We're going to talk about that. But you're a, you're a nice thing. You're, you're an unbelievable giving person. And that doesn't mean that you have to go out of the boundaries of Allah and give away all your money either. Obviously, 
it becomes more challenging when a person has. If a person would realize and would know that because he has this habit always of getting for himself, that by doing that, that in fact he's burying the truth of his life, which is Nesina, which is given, which is the Korach HaNesina, which is the Nakud of Neshama, which is the Achdis, which is the source of your being able to love other people and to love the Yerbein and to love Kla Yisrael. And instead you're burying, your mom is burying you're the Amita Sechaim, you're burying the truth of who you are. And you're also burying the joy of life. All joy, all simcha comes from the sina, from giving, which we'll talk more about. If a person would think about this, he wouldn't take anything for nothing. He wouldn't take anything like my father said. He wouldn't take for nothing. Adam Bagrusi. A mature person. Listen carefully. A mature person who understands the pnimius of what we're learning. When he takes something, let's say somebody gives him a gift, he'd rather not be the recipient, the beneficiary of gifts. But if someone gives him a gift, the only reason he accepts it it's only because he wants to give the person who's giving it to him a good feeling. He wants that person to feel good. This person is not a Mechava. He's not a Mechava. So why does he accept this gift? Or why does he accept that compliment? Why does he accept something that you're giving him? Not because it's Amanas Kabel. He accepts it, and that accepting is Amanas Hashpia. He wants to give you. He knows that for you it's important to give to him. And that's why he accepts it. Not because he wants it. It's because he's Mashpia to you, that feeling that you get, that you, because you have a tremendous Hanar, which he gives the example. A child should say to the mother, no, I don't want any food from you. The whole pleasure that the mother has is feeding the child. That's the biggest pleasure in life, is to give to her child. And if the child would say, I don't want to be a macabre, somebody, I heard a shear a little bit, I don't want to be a macabre, I want to be a nice ma, I'm on my own. I don't want any food from you, I don't want you to give anything to me, I don't, you know, you're not, I don't want any food, I don't even want a hug or a kiss. Go on. So what are you doing to your mother? So now you became a big, big nice thing, right? Because you're not a macabre anymore. This little kid says, I don't want anything from my mother. That's cruel. Because the most wonderful thing that you could do for your, for your parents is to give them the pleasure of giving to you. It takes a lot of seichel to know when, they, when they're not having pleasure with certain things. <laughs> so not to fall into that uh, funny place. But the basics of life, a mother's hanah, a father's hanah. The child says, no, 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 I, I, I can't, I don't want to eat. I don't eat. Every time I go to my parents' house, it should be Mitzvah for many years, every time I go to my parents' house, it makes no difference. My mother has already a whole thing she puts out. And I'll always say, Ma, 
I just ate. I don't need. So my mother doesn't even, first time she doesn't even listen. She just continues to take stuff out and do things. So I say, Ma, I promise, I really am not hungry. You don't have to. Please don't take anything. And my mother, my mother will say the favorish. There's something you don't like. There's something that you're unhappy about. You don't care for what I'm doing. You don't, these kind of things. And then, and then I just look at my father. My father just says to me, eat. <laughs> just eat it. Just eat. You know, he agrees. He understands that it. My father just says to eat. There's no tachlis. Because it has nothing to do with whether I'm hungry. It has to do with one thing. I've been married, as I've for many, many years. And my mother still hasn't gotten over the fact that I've left the house. And she, and she doesn't have the children at home anymore to give to that way. And her heart is broken from that. I know that. Because that's the ikkernesina of her life was to give to her children. Never for herself. My mother, she never ever took for herself anything. It was always for the children. I never saw for my mother there should be anything. I have a for herself, only for us. I'm saying that without exaggerating. And then, and then myself and my sister, we grew up and we left the house. And she used to live with my father, and my father also. My father, my father's macabre a thousand times a day just to make my mother happy. And that's the biggest nisina on my father's part, just to make my mother happy, to receive from my mother. Because it used to be she could divide it up between the three of us. <clears throat> and, and then that's it. So we, the, the children are already out of the house. So everything, everything falls on my father's shoulders. The whole nesina of my mother and all the hashpah is on my father. So my father says, say, I don't want it. That's my mother's ahav. So my father taking that and his children, and even now receiving from my mother, is not a kabbalah. I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat anything. I don't want my mother to go to the trouble. And my father says, just eat. He's saying that you're being asked right now to do something for your mother. You understand? The point here is not whether you're hungry. The point is because the point is not you're getting something. The point right now is giving something, even if it means eating when you don't feel like eating. Give. You're giving now. You're not taking. When you were little, you were taking the food. When you, when you, now that you're older, your act, the same act of eating is no longer a Kabbalah. It's something that makes your mother happy. And just eat. And make her happy. That's Nesina. Therefore, Rav Schwartz is explaining. A mature person, if he does take something for nothing, it's because he wants to give a Hargosha Toiva. He wants to give a good feeling. To give a good feeling to that person who's giving it to him. You know, there's an amazing, there's an amazing halacha. Generally, you understand, everybody knows, that one of the ways to be makadish, for a man to be makadish a woman, for marriage, is by giving, uh, by giving kesef, by giving kesef, giving money, or now it's a ring, right? Do you know there's a halacha that tells us that if it's an Adam Choshev, if the Chosn is a Talmud Chochem, let's say, is a Choshev, a Talmud Chochem, and the Kala gives something of value to him, she can become the Kudeshis by that. Why? Because the Hanor that she has, that this Talmud Chochem, my Chosn, 
receives from me a present. You hear? Now you know, here there's a din, the halach, the whole kedushin depends on the chasm giving to the kala. He has to give a ring to the kala. He has to give a shavak kasef to the kala. Otherwise there's no kedushin. It's a serious thing. And if it's not them chashev, it's not them chashev, if the chashev is a tamal chachem, let's say, it's a chashev. So then, everything's reversed. By her giving to him, it means that in effect, he has given to her, because the Allah hasn't changed. He must be Makadish this girl. In other words, he must give her something to be Makadish. But if we look at this and we just watch, we see her giving him something. So he looks like he's a Makabal. How could the Kedushan take effect if he's a Makabal? He has to give the Kabal a Shavakasa. How could he be a Makabal and, and, and be Makadish a woman? The terrace is. Even though when we're watching here, it looks like the guys, the Tamachachim is receiving from the Kala, just like you would see me eating my mother's supper, it looks like I'm receiving that meal. But the Emes is, he's giving her the pleasure, which is more than the money's worth. Giving her the pleasure of, of giving the Tamachachim. So even though it looks like it's an act of receiving, on the part of the Chosen, the truth is, it's giving. And it's Adkidei Kach is considered to be giving that Api Allah, she's Mekudashas. Even though in, in, physically she gave him money. She gave him a present. It's a Choshev. The Nachas, the Hano that she has, the pleasure, the Hano, creates that metaphysical reality that the roles are reversed. Even though it looks like he's receiving and, and, and she's giving to Emesis, He's truly giving to her the greatest pleasure of giving a Tamil Chochem such a thing. But if it was up to the person himself, he wouldn't take anything for free. This person who beats him is a noise and he's a mashpia, he, he, he wouldn't take this, he would want to pay for it. But he knows that that person has such pleasure. And he knows that if he would insist on paying for that gift, that that person would feel hurt. He doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to do that. So therefore, he has to hold himself back. He's exploding with the need to pay. He's exploding with the rotsam to pay. Because he doesn't want to be a macabre. But he understands that under these circumstances, if I insist on paying, then it wouldn't be giving to that person. It would be taking from that person. That person's good feelings about giving. And it's a very, very able separation, a delicate separation between when is it a Maisa Nesina, when is it a Maisa Kabbalah, especially in a family with parents, with children, with a husband and a wife. It's very, very, very darkistic, very subtle chilik between whether it's a Maisa Nesina, it's a Maisa Kabbalah. You can't tell by looking at it. You have to be a very, very big pikeach. You have to be very, very smart. There are tzaddikim. There are stories that we have from the tzaddikim. So nice from the Talibab. There are different stories that we have. Tzaddikim that Ba'atzim, they couldn't be makabal anything. And then there were times when there was somebody that gave a present, a silver becher or something, and the tzaddik said, oh, this is my favorite. I love this. I'm looking forward to this. That was a tzaddik person. 
The tzaddik himself, if he would have said, I never accept, I never accept any gifts. I don't accept any gifts. That, that person's whole chiyas was that I, I gave a becher to Rabbi Naftali I gave something to Rabbi Naftali And Rabbi Naftali puts it in his, in his cabinet and he uses it to make Kiddush. It's a chiyas. That's not, Rabbi Naftali's not taking a becher. He doesn't need it, he doesn't want it, and if he gets it, he would pay for it. But on the, in that situation, if he, would give, if he would give money, then it would ruin the whole, it would ruin the whole pachmas. Madhu Machmashur writes a live nice Nasina. This person and each and every one of us is going to work on this Mitzvah wants to build for himself a life of Nasina, a life of giving. The first, the Leishal Kabbalah, not taking. The first thing, if you see that there's a couple that's having problems with you, before it gets complicated, not talking about giving Aitzis, and we don't know how to give Aitzis, and we should be careful if we don't know how not to give Aitzis, but if you see that there's a Chasnakala, husband and wife, it, the first thing is, the beginning, the first exercise is, I'm not talking about, God forbid, there's abuse or something terrible, problems. The beginning is, you tell, privately you tell the girl, every day, Every day, you do something for your husband that you don't feel like doing, that you'd rather not do, and there's no strings attached entirely just for him. And then privately, without, you go over to the guy, and you tell him also every single day, no matter what, you do something, that dafka something you don't have any tavis anav from, that you get no benefit from, just purely a nesina for that person. And over t- that's the beginning of working on things where over time it's possible to break through with, of course, with help, with help and with aids and advice, to break through and to come to that nakuda of echad, of one. When you're dealing with a person who bats him as a makabal, and oftentimes both of them are makabal, and the, therefore the underlying shirish of their Muhammad has nothing to do with this uh, fact or that fact. It has to, do with, has to be the way that I want. This is the way that I want. The teva is a teva of taken. By my parents it was like this. That's a fancy way of saying it. It becomes like a minute or something. Uh, so my parents was like that. People say these things. By my parents, we did it this way. Which is another way of saying, I want it this way. But you just, you know, you, you say that so many times, you think you have to change a little bit sometimes. So you say, my parents, it was like this. My mother always was like this. My father always did like this. <clears throat> the whole, the whole tev of the person is to be a macabre. When you see a couple like this, either if they're already married, it's, it's hard <clears throat> if they're if they're engaged. You have to be very very careful to look out for that. If you see that the person that you're that you're going out with or the person that you're engaged to is a is a macabre with a capital mem, it usually means you're going to have a rough life. It usually means that everybody's a macabre, but you have with a kleiner mem and with a grosser mem. There's a difference with a small mem or a big mem. The ones who are macabre with big mems, the big mem becomes in marriage 
big maintenance, mem for maintenance. Those are the high maintenance chevre. When you see the makablam, they're part of that union of makablam. The ones who belong to the makablam union, their marriage is a fabisana marriage mostly. Unless the, the person makes it, the person makes himself the shmata and he's kare so then maybe, maybe, as long as you give, as long as you give, and, that, and even when you have to take something, the person, you outsmart them, they think that they're getting something out of it. Remember, when I used to give you a, a, a funny story of, of, of how the Kabbalah works. When I, one of the, there were rare times, sometimes on Arab Shabbos, whatever it is, that, that I would take all of the kids you know, I would take all the kids so my wife could, could take it easy or something, could finish up what she had to do. So my is a big tzaddik, you understand? So as they were getting old, they always were wondering, why does daddy always take us to get toys in Borough Park? How come we can get toys in Farakaway, in the neighborhood? You know why? My friends here know why. Because right across the street from Beagle Eyes and Swarm Store, there's a toy, there's a toy place. And the kids once asked me, why do we always go so far? So I always said, well, I always make us, you know, it's fun to go on the Bell Parkway. <laughs> and, you know, the scenery, there's all kinds of, there are horses over there. And there's all kinds of stuff. You can see the beautiful black bay, the water, you know. There's all kinds of things to see on the way, and it's so nice. And, and, and I would take them in. Uh, uh, we'd go to the toy store, and I'd take them out to, for lunch or something, a pizza. But... The reason I didn't, the reason is because I know, because I wanted to get something out of the trip also. This is not just for the kids. What about daddy? What about daddy? And, and it was not, it's not right. A person thinks about it. It's a small thing, but, but it's, but it's telling about a person. To do purely just to give. Without any cheshbon. Of what's in this for me. That what's in this for me. Now what I'm going to say now, an example of that I have to say in Alosh and Nister, because it's not sneezing to talk about a barab, but you understand that in a, with a husband and wife, many times how a woman feels so tzibrochen, because she sees that her husband is only nice to her at a certain time of the month. Atka. She understands, she's smart, that the whole, this whole caring business is al-manas al-kabel. It's not lahashpir. But at another time of the month, there's uh, not the same. Not the same. Because she wants a messina. Because that's the shirish of ahava, of love. Is when there are no strings attached. It's just a mice in the messina. person who wants to build himself up, doesn't want anything for free. That's what my father said. Don't take anything if you don't have to pay for it. That doesn't mean that you can't sometimes receive something. But even when you receive something, and even if it's not for any money, there should be a chesm, the pnimius, in the pnimius, I'm trying to give through this act of receiving. Him other Megilli, him I just been saying before. 
im other megillah imayin. If a person comes to his mother, he writes a loss, yes, matana. The mother wants to give uh, something, a little gift, something to the, to the child, which already knows the child. You're going to say this from thing to your mother? No. Says a person you have to hate receiving gifts. You wouldn't say that to your mother. There's nothing more positive and more healthy than receiving something from this mother who wants to give her child. Because that's not Amanas Lakavu. It's Amanas Loseis. You don't need what she's giving you. But you want to give to her by receiving it. Shechem. Imer writes a Loseis, Livna. Because the mother has the biggest nachas to give to the child something. You see how you have children, uh, grandchildren will come over. And in, in the house they have, by their parents, they have all kinds of dinim about having snacks and nash, right? They go to the grandparents, it's hefke. Because you only have them for a short while. And in the candy, there's concentrated pleasure for a kid. It's, it's good that you read a story, but a kid doesn't enjoy the story as much as a lollipop. But, but when you take, when you open up the cabinets, it's like you have psicha. But a kid is like psicha neila. When they come to Bobby and Zaidi, right? Psicha neila. And you know that you're doing. The grandparents know that they're doing it very because the because the din at home is this is your heart valyav. You're not allowed to eat this stuff. And they have all these halachas about when they're only allowed to have two a week or three a week, whatever in that house how it is. They come to the grandparents. It's Vahibin Soyha <laughs> Don't tell mommy and dad. See, it's and all kinds of things. And, and you're an honest person. You do all this stuff. And when they're not, even, even when the parents are over. I'm basically these things too, these guys. The parents, even when they're over. And, and they're not allowed to have something. And they look at, the, kid, the kid looks at me. My grandson or my granddaughter will look at me. And I'll say, I'll make a thing like, just wait till the coast is clear. They know what it means already. Just wait a minute. Just wait. Shh. And they go. And they, they're quiet at the table. And, the, and then when my daughter goes, or so, then, then they run over here and I stoop. That's it. <laughs> that's all, that's, that's the, for grandparents, that's the biggest nachas. And you give like it's a concentrated hashpah. When they get older, you can't do like that. When they get older, you have to like sit and talk to them for three hours or something. This is the easiest thing. To finish the happy Zadie Bobby Heskevaldik. Right? But you want to do that. When the child gets older, the child doesn't say, Say Matanis Yechia. I don't want to take anything from Babi Yazaidi. What does that mean? Well, because the Torah doesn't approve of that. The Torah loves that. That's, that's, what, that's what brings families together. Gifts, giving, Messina. I always think about it. I, have, I mean, I have enough. It comes this time of the year when they're going to have their holidays, starting now. I already saw there's some reason like them, there are already some decorations. This, this time of the year, so they're talking, I don't, all week in the, in the, on radios now, this time of the year, in the televisions and the newspapers, that they have one Sudas Mitzvah, Thanksgiving, they make a big Sudas Mitzvah. And they're talking about this one Sudas Mitzvah. 
and how hard it is, all the hachonis that the mother has to make for these, for the one sudas mitzvah of the year, and the mesiris nefesh, because this kid's got to come from because they don't live together, these people. This kid's got to come from here, and this kid's got to come from there, and they're all going to come back to the Alta Haim someplace in Arkansas for the turkey dinner. And such mysterious nefesh. Oh, everybody's the whole year they have to recuperate. He came on a plane, she came on a plane, and then mother, mother was hurving over a turkey the whole day. And she had to go kite him to the grocery, and she had to f- figure out which turkey, which turkey. And then for one suda, and then just to make things, to make it worse, if they also keep kratzmach, then after, then after Thanksgiving, it's just a little bit, and it comes to Kratzbach again, a Sudas Mitzvah. And they have to go all the Tirchas and Tirdas, what it means to make a Suda, and they go Meshuggah. You know what that is? We're having seven people over. <laughs> seven people are coming over for the Thanksgiving dinner. And they talk about it for months. We're going now, everything's talking about the Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving for, for months, for seven people they're having over. What are they going to do and have to hire people to come to help and to clean? Every Shabbos by Yid, every Yontif by Yid. This Kefal Keflahim, the Brochus of children, my married children come over to the house to get their food even during the week. To take home. <laughs> Not all of them. They get a little bit, they practice. To have a Musik of that? And that's not our pleasure. Is there any bigger nachos that we have than to sit with the family at the table? And by the goyim who be'etzim amakablim be'etzim be'etzim amakablim, even the nicest ones. We spoke about that in Tanya. It's not for now. I already had to delete from the tape. I don't want to make another <laughs> mess up another tape. So be'etzim amakablim. So the whole musig of putting out a dinner. So wow, this is the hardest thing in my life. People coming over. And, and this one wants to sleep over. Just because, just because she came from Alaska, I have to give her a bed over here tonight? There's no, there's no midnight flight back to Alaska? You have to spend the night over here? Well, I'm, of course, I'm exaggerating. But the Musig is a Musig of Kabbalah. By a Yid, it's a Musig of Nesina. Almanas Lashpir. There's no bigger Hashpah. So when the mother gives, he says, Lahanik, he says, this, he smacks, she's so happy to give. Lahanik Leima, as I have Shoris says, to give your mom the opportunity to give you something? That's a, that's so Sugshal Nasina. But you're being Makabu, that is a Sugshal Nasina. You know, when I, when, when, when my parents, it's hard for me, when they come over for a yontiv or something, I shout my parents over. So when, when we're leaving the house, I'm going to the car. So my, my father will always say, it was so, it's so nice that you had us over. And when he says those words, I, I don't even know what to say, because I, I, what I want to say is, you don't know my whole life I live, that you should give me, because my father never gave me a chance to give to him anything. That's called giving. That my father says to me, such a thing, thank you, it was so nice that you had, that you had us. That's, and I always say, Daddy, what? And then my mother calls, like, when she gets home, she calls. And it was so beautiful, she called my wife, that you, that's, 
It's also hashpah. My parents' coming is only given. That's all they came. They, they, they didn't come to get something. They came to give. To give their children the opportunity. For what? To, to, for, what? for Shabbos, for Yontiv. There's nothing in the world. A billion, trillion. Elif alfa elafim. For all the tithe. You can't do anything for a parent. What's the, there's not enough in the universe you can do for a parent. So we still show Nasima. It's to give. The mother, when you accept from the mother, that's giving. Even though when you look at it on the outside, when you just look at this, it looks like it's Kabbalah. Because your mother's giving something and you're taking something. Like I said before, the Kala and the Chasm. So it looks like it's a Maisei Kabbalah. Because my mother's giving me something and I'm taking it. But the truth is, that's not a Kabbalah at all. But the Pneumius is in the Sina. But the Pneumius, the Pneumius is in the Sina. The Amaisi in the Sina. The Avaida that we're going to be continuing with to learn more and more about is practically how to force ourselves out of the world of being Makablam into the world of being Naisnim. And the more, we, the more we infiltrate into the world of Nesina, the more Ahava, the more Echad, the more chasmas, the more simchas, the more nachasruach, the more connection is kashas and devekis to the the more davening, the more learning. Everything comes from this koyach of nesina to overcome the koyach of Kabbalah, to make that ratio higher, more nesina, and less Kabbalah. Next Matzah Shabbos, there isn't a Shia. So we'll continue the following Matzah Shabbos, Parshas Vayishlach. Matzah Shabbos, Vayishlach will continue.